Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is never, never too early in the morning to talk to Charles Davis, analyst for NFL on CBS. Now with NFL Network this time of the year in his draft coverage and he's at the Senior Bowl and uh, always nice enough to get up early in the morning. Charles, how are you this morning, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing well, Joe. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm doing great. I've been watching you for the last three days, man, uh, on well, the Senior Bowl. Well, it's, uh, it, no, it's been get great. get you out more. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, Charles, man, anytime I see you or get to talk to you, it's, it's always good, buddy. I, I appreciate it. So I, I got to ask you, um, the new Senior Bowl, underclassmen, I love it. I, yeah. I feel like it's more yeah. of an NFL uh, game now than it's been in the past. How do you feel about what the Senior Bowl's done? Yeah, agreed. It's just it just shows the evolution of where we are. You know, what's that expression that was has been used so many times? Sign of the times, right? Yeah, that's right. Because it, the idea that we stick to the, the the system that we had that worked really well for so many years is just folly at this point. You know, that guys go through four years and then, then come out and go to the NFL. That hasn't been the case for a long, long time. Remember the NFL? I, I wish I could even remember what year they started doing the, the early entry into the NFL. So it's been a long time since we've done that. For a while, um, the college models still tried to stick to the traditional values, for lack of a better term. And, you know, sometimes when you say something like that, you're really – far away from what you're really trying to say, but they were trying to stick to respecting the college experience, not poaching kids early, not enticing them to not go to class and come on out to the NFL. So remember when they first started to take underclassmen, it was, they had to have graduated. They had to have their degree. Now we've just eliminated all of that. If they are in, in the early entry and eligible, and guess what? You're eligible to come to the Senior Bowl. And I think it's the right model. It's the right thing to do. So uh, I, I got to ask you about a couple of guys. We, we have something interesting that's kind of connected here to South Florida. James okay. Williams, who was, uh, was a safety yeah. and a five-star player and, and, and now has moved a linebacker, which he, he, didn't, he played a little bit in the box and played some linebacker or down in a linebacker position as a safety this year. Boy, that's not an easy move to make, and I know he's a big, strong guy. What's your thoughts on yeah. James Williams making that move? Yeah, the, the the good thing about it, Joe, is that it's not something that they sprang on him when he walked into the walked into the doors in Mobile. That was you know that was part of the invitation. You know, the pro scouts had evaluated him a certain way. I think his own camp realized where where he was in terms of development as a player and what might be best for him. And he's played linebacker every day since he's been here. You know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he hasn't talked about playing defensive back. I don't know what's said in the private meetings and his meetings with teams, but that's how he's played here. When we've watched him in drills, we've watched him in team periods. You know, Cam Kitchens has been playing safety, of course, but 
James has been down in the box. And so that was something we had to adjust to as well because we've watched him as a safety his entire career. But this isn't an unusual thing. Okay. And we're seeing more and more and more of this now, Joe, when you think about it. Remember the safety that came out of Alabama probably it feels like a decade ago now? Um, oh, God, what was his name? I had his name. Uh, Mark Barron. And Mark Barron was a, a high draft pick as a safety. He's a top 10 pick. He ended up playing the bulk of his career at linebacker. Yeah. You know, he moved forward and became a linebacker. You know, we were just, I was just laughing with uh, Bill Polian, the Hall of Fame executive, Hall of Fame general manager. He said he evaluated um, Brian Erlacher as a safety coming, coming out. You know, I saw him as a safety yeah. in college, and then we realized he was going to move to linebacker. He said, heck, I was talking about his punt return ability in, in, in my report, and then he moved forward and became a linebacker. So more and more and more we're seeing of this, and Erlacher was a different deal because, Joe, he was a monster. Right. He's massive, big, big man. We're seeing smaller people playing linebacker now because of how the game has changed with a lot less emphasis on heavy run and much more of a passing game. So you want the lighter, quicker guys in there. Matt Milano in Buffalo. That's right. As good as there is. He, he's, he's 225 pounds or less and was a college safety at Boston College. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. I was just wondering, this, by the way, this conversation with James Williams has been going on since he was in high school bigger than everybody playing safety. So yeah. everybody thought this was going to happen at some point. Got to ask you about the quarterback position. You're with two guys that everybody's heard about all year out on the West Coast and Bo Nix and Michael Penix. I- I'm just wondering, um, how do you like them? Are they first-round quarterbacks? What- what's been your thought on the way those two guys have played as two big-name guys in the Senior Bowl? Yeah, they're both going to be evaluated as potential first-round quarterbacks, Joe, because when you're a quarterback, everyone's looking for you. Yeah. I don't care who you are, right? I don't care how how big it is. We can talk about the game and the transition and the old guard going out, the new guard coming in, and, and I don't care. For every C.J. Stroud, you're saying, I really like him a lot. The Chicago Bears are saying, well, we drafted a first-round guy, and we may be wanting to get rid of him in Justin Fields. That's the, the nature of that position. It's never truly – stable for 32 teams. There's just no getting around. There's never enough good quarterbacks out there. So both will be evaluated that way. Now, I would say that coming into this week, Bo Nix on most people's boards is ahead of Michael Penix, but that doesn't mean this whole thing is over. Right? You and I both know this is going to go all the way down to the wire in terms of both of them being. Um, Someone said to me, when you come to an all-star game, Whatever you do, don't immediately say, okay, in your evaluation, watch them for that week and then say, okay, I like this guy, I don't like this guy, whatever. In other words, go back to your tape all the time. Don't ding anyone for a week at an all-star game. But if they play well, you can elevate them. It's okay. But don't ding them for a week, and especially the quarterback position because quarterback position is so much timing being familiarity with your receivers, understanding what they're doing. You know what, how it is, Joe, as a receiver. You want to know what your quarterback did, right, what their nuances were, what like they what they like to do under pressure so that you could help them out and get yourself to the right spot. You're really not going to get that done in a week in an all-star game. Yeah. So early on, I think Michael Penix has actually played better than Bo Nix. But does that mean that Bo Nix is not as good as Michael Penix? That's that's where we are right now. We're waiting to see Knicks turn it loose. But at the same time, I do think that a lot of this this, this, this 
broken field stuff and, and not understand what your receivers are doing, them not understanding you, can wreak a little havoc with the quarterbacks. I would say Bo Nix is, is more highly regarded by pro scouts right now, but that doesn't mean that it's yeah. over. And Penix, it, it, the way he throws the ball, there's an ease to everything that he does that, that in person is even more impressive than what you've seen on television. Yeah, I saw some of those throws you guys were talking about on some out deep out routes yesterday where he really put it on the money with some zip on the ball. Hey, I, I got to ask you about this, too. Um, so so we go back and forth, and it's that time of year we start talking. Caleb Williams is clearly the number one. No Drake May, no Jaden Daniels. And yeah. you're up there with the NFL Network guys as well as all the general managers. What's the thought on this quarterback class and, and what – what uh, what might happen as as far as who goes one two and three? Yeah, I think Joe that right now that if the draft were held tomorrow, they'd go in the order that you just listed. I think it'd be Caleb Williams one, two would be Drake May, and three would be Jaden Daniels. And right now, I think the people holding the positions: Chicago at one, uh, Washington Commanders at two, and then at three is the New England Patriots. I can't believe I just said that. New yeah, England Patriots that, at three. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Okay. But all of them, all of them have that need. All of them have that, you know, think about it. Chicago changed their offensive staff already. If that's not a signal, I don't know what else to tell you. Because you liked what you were doing. You're not changing Luke Getz. He's your play caller, you know. So, so it appears that they're open to drafting a quarterback. At two, it's Washington. We thought Ben Johnson was going to take the job. He didn't. We're waiting to see who the the new coach is. But are they really going to ride with Sam Howell? I doubt it. So that so two is there. That's probably Drake May. Then you come in at three with New England. There's no way you can stand pat with your quarterback position the way it is. There's just no way. And, again, new coach in Gerard Mayo, who was on the staff, but he gets a chance to do it his way. Are you going to say, hey, he was gonna, he's going to take a chance and rehab Mac Jones? He's going to roll with Bailey Zappi? with a chance to draft the Heisman Trophy winner who really improved in his time at LSU, and Jaden Daniels, I have a feeling that Jaden Daniels would be the pick. So where we are right now, Joe, I think it's exactly as you rolled it out. Those guys going one, two, and three right now. Charles, I want to ask you, there, there's a shortage. We go through this every year, and we we, get, we talk about quarterbacks, and we get the offensive lines, and listen to Giants struggling and the Jets struggling with their offensive lines, yeah. and you realize every week you get ready for games, and somebody's going, well, we're a little shorthanded at tackle and guard. <laughs> what, what, what does this tackle class look like? What are you hearing about this Love potential it. tackle and guard class? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Absolutely loaded. That's all I keep hearing is, is the offensive line has, has a lot of terrific prospects and a lot of guys that you can sit here and say to yourself, if I don't like him at tackle, I definitely like him at guard. And I have guards that they, they kick out and play tackle. Like a Braden Smith in, in Indianapolis, you know, he was a guard most of his career, but they saw him as a right tackle. Chris Ballard and his crew years ago, and people thought they were crazy. He's held it down at right tackle and, and is always in the mention for being a Pro Bowl guy. But this year, yeah, no doubt about it. Absolutely loaded. Not everyone is here. 
you know, in terms of that because of different reasons and all that, but that, that doesn't matter. This kid from Oklahoma, Tyler Guyton, who is not mentioned as the top tackle, but a lot of people are saying, hold on a second. 15 games, Joe. That's mm. all he's played at tackle wow. because he was a tight end at TCU. But you watch the movement, you watch, you watch the ease that he goes, moves about things. Talisi Fuaga out of Oregon State has been really impressive. Just a big rock of a young man, but good movement skills. Um, Suya, Suya Matea at, at, at uh, BYU. Remember last year uh, Freeland came out of there? Well, I think it's Blake Freeland. Right. Really good athlete, whole family full of athletes. We go, oh, my God, this kid and his movement. He's just got to put on some weight. Well, you don't have that with Suya Matea, all right, because <laughs> he has all of that. And I'm going to tell you, Joe, in my mind, in my eyes, for one week, a better mover at tackle already than Freeland. And Freeland was really impressive to me. So I could just keep going and yeah. going, right? <laughs> uh, Paul, you know, uh, Paul, uh, not Chris Paul. He came out last year. But his brother from Houston, another big, massive left tackle, who's going to be kicked up there. Someone said to me yesterday, a pro scout said to me yesterday, he said, we may break the record on offensive tackles in the first round this year. Not and surprising. Said, and it wouldn't yeah. surprise me. Nope. He said it wouldn't surprise me at all if we end up doing that. And you're going to have guys, who, who is it, uh, Dwayne Brown with the Jets now? Remember when he came out, Joe? He was kind of rated as a second, third-round pick. But the tackles all came off the board in his year. <laughs> yeah. And I think Houston ended up coming back into the first round or at the end of the first round said, we've got to get a guy. And they pushed him up and took him in the first round. People thought they were crazy. Turned out they were right. Pretty darn good career, huh? Yeah, it's still going. I mean, I still look every time. It's, it's well, going. he's 36. Now he's 30. No, he's, uh, he's still going. So uh, I got to ask you, back here in South Florida, you probably could guess the conversation since the end of the season. It all has to do with Tua Tungavailoa. Your thoughts yeah. on where he is, his improvements. I know you had some of our games late in the season. What are your thoughts? I thought he had a, 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 I thought he had a remarkable um, season, Joe, because we were sitting there saying, how many games will he play when the season began? Just because of what had happened to him in the past. Could he remain on the field and play through? And each time we saw him, he was on the field and playing through and did it. I know at the end of the season, people were saying, well, can he only t- can he take you farther? Can he get here? I think you keep building around him. I mean, the offense continued to evolve as they went through things. Defenses adjusted the better ones and made it tougher, a tougher go. But I don't think the, the fertile mind of Mike McDaniel is going to ever slow down, and, and that's going to be the end of, of, of what they do offensively. He will adjust and evolve as well. So – I always tell people, yeah, if you want another quarterback, you better tell me who it is right? before you think that the one you've got in front of you isn't good enough because you guys were rolling at one point. So let, let's, 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 let's pump the brakes on that part of it because there are a lot of teams in the league who would look at the production that Tua gave them and say, yeah, we'll take that right now and give us an opportunity. You better tell me that someone's going to come in and take you to a different height and some of that's predicated on other other uh, positions of the ball club, not just the quarterback position. 
Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting. Of course, I was just out in California for a week, and the Brock Purdy, the game manager, and I'm like, man, if I'm if I got a guy 21 and five to just won a couple of playoff games, and I'm in a Super Bowl with them, <laughs> I'm okay with Brock Purdy. You call him whatever you want, but he's going to be my quarterback. Yeah. you agree? I'm with you. I'm with you totally on that. And also, the term game manager, I always in my in my position, my my conviction on it, Joe is. The best game managers that the NFL has ever played played with are usually wearing gold jackets and have busted <laughs> in the Hall of Fame. Okay, so so and so because because the term game manager, I'll just leave it with this: Patrick Mahomes. We know that the numbers can be incredibly dazzling in the whole deal. I think this playoff is the best overall quarterbacking he's done since he's been in the league. The ball's not in jeopardy. He hasn't thrown an interception. He quarterbacks the team knowing what his defense is going to give him. They're running the football more than they have. You know, Andy Reid has never been a big run guy. Guess what? They're running it more to control the clock. He's hitting the key throws when they have to be hit, and he's doing it with reduced weaponry around him. Yep. This kid is seeing the game, managing the game, getting him into the right place. He is playing the game of quarterback. You can see the experience is there now. The veteran savvy is there. And a less mature quarterback who was used to high flying would be upset that they're not still high flying, and he'd be playing hero ball and throwing it downfield for the heck of it. You don't see him doing that. He has really matured that way as a quarterback. So you want to call him a game manager? Go right ahead. He's game managed himself into six straight AFC championship <laughs> <You're> games. <right. laughs> and they're back in the Super Bowl yeah. for the fourth time in five years. Oh, man, I'm jealous, Charles. Just listen to that. I'm jealous. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on, Charles, this morning. Have a have a great week up at the uh, Senior Bowl. I know it's about done for you, and, and thanks for coming on. Of course, Joe. Great to talk with you, and it was really good to see you at the end of the year in Baltimore. You take care of yourself. Talk to you down the road.